Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hello and welcome back. I am so grateful you're here for another week of the Wake Up Your Life podcast and I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. I cannot believe that we are just days away from the new year, which is just nuts to think about. I feel like Myself and everyone else has been saying this pretty much every year where, oh my gosh, the year's just going so fast. We're already going to be in 2023. So with the new year top of mind, I wanted to talk all about vision and goal setting and some of the things that I do ending the year out and looking ahead expectantly at the year to come. And I am really excited about today's topic, which honestly, I'm excited about every week's topic. So... I also want to say that I am getting over a cold right now, so if I sound congested, that is why. Thankfully, this is happening before all the Christmas activities, so I'm very grateful for the timing of that. And here we are, cold and all. We are doing it. We are recording an episode, and we're going to talk all about vision and 2023. So let's just jump right in. At the end of every year, I love to reflect on how the year went. I think thinking through what worked, what didn't work, what did I want to change, how have I grown, what were prayers that I prayed, what, how were they answered, that reflective process really helps me remember where what I've gone through, where I've been, and how faithful God has been in the year that I experienced. And reflecting on the year really helps kind of create a sense of gratitude for whatever it is you've gone through, whatever big experiences that were incredible, you know, that happened in the past 12 months that you can be so grateful for, how you've grown, what you've experienced, how things happened that maybe you didn't expect, but the good or the celebration that came from it. The whole process of reflecting helps me essentially figure out what my vision is for the next year. So to talk about the process of what I do, at the end of every year, I write out a prayer for the year that just happened and all the ways God showed up and all the things that I had prayed for and how they were answered. And I try to call call forward in my mind like as many things as I can. I'll look at pictures to kind of jog memory. I will kind of think through each month, big milestones, you know, things that happened and really just kind of pray over with a grateful spirit of all the ways God showed up and all the ways that I've grown or seen those that I love grow or just things that have happened in the year that I wasn't expecting, but that actually turned out to be huge blessings in my life. And so I'll, I'll pray over the year, but I will also write out a prayer for what I'm expecting and what I'm hoping for in the next year. So I like to be very specific on what is it that I want to see? How do I want to grow? Where do I want to see God show up? What prayers do I have that I want to see answered? So having kind of that bookend of closing out the year and really reflecting on what happened and then also 
having a prayer leading into the new year, what what I absolutely love is the I've I've done that probably for four or five years now. I don't exactly know how many it's been, but what is so incredible to see is is to read those prayers from the version of myself expectant of what the year was to hold before I knew it. So when I go and read the prayer that I wrote at the end of 2021 for the year of 2022, I love reading that because it's saying, okay, what I was asking for, did God answer it? Or what, what did I, how did I see things in new ways? Or how did my perspective shift? Or what were the very expectant things I was hoping for and, and excited about that did happen. It's neat to be able to see that intention 12 months ago and look for the ways that it, it fleshed itself out and started to happen throughout the year. So that's one thing that I would encourage you to do, whether you pray or not. I would say just journal it, just write it out. It can be a prayer. It can just be a reflective thought process. Whatever is most natural for you, I think having that that perspective of where were you? What did you just get through? What are things that you can celebrate? What are things you can feel so grateful for? What were really hard things that happened that you could have absolutely not prepared for or expected? But how did you grow through it? Or how are you experiencing it today? Or what are you hoping for in the new year if whatever painful situation or hard circumstance you're facing today isn't resolved or doesn't have the wrapped up in the bow end of the story, you know how it all ends experience. You know, I think even in those hard times, reflecting what it is that was so challenging, but also being hopeful in it of, okay, this is the way the story feels right now, but it could very well be different in just a matter of weeks or months or essentially, you know, of course, in another year. So, that whole process really is life-giving for me because sometimes I feel like the new year can start. And, and and part of the reason why I started this practice several years ago is because the end of the year, like the, the year wrapping up and then going into the new year and all the holidays and all the things, I felt like I was kind of just jumping into the new year in the mentality of like, okay, we're here and let's go. And now all the great things, you know, are reset and and it's going to be good and all things. But I wasn't super intentional with really thinking about and processing what just happened and what am I so grateful for? And then having a plan and a process and an intention for the year ahead so that I could use that as a marker of did I walk through the year as I hoped I would? Circumstance or not, whatever may have happened is, is pretty much irrelevant. It's saying for me, at least a lot of it is attitude and outlook and and that hopefulness of there's so much ahead that still is yet to unfold and the best is yet to come. So journaling that can be really helpful, I think, to just set, to, to know where you are because when we know where we are, we then can create a plan on where we want to go and how to get there. It's very hard. I mean, we know this with like the GPS on our phone or even I'm thinking of like a map in a mall, which I don't even know the last time I used that or was even in a mall, but where it has that little icon and location on there, it says you are here. And then you can follow the map to where you want to go and where you want to be. Well, that premise, that application can be applied to, to any circumstance in our life of, you know, goal setting specifically, you have to know where you are. Okay, so you are here and where do you want to go? So what is that expectant outlook or what is it that you're wanting to create 
first know where you are and that comes through that reflective process. So something else that I changed a handful of years back as well was really the process of goal setting. I know I've talked about this before where I don't really look at January 1st as when I'm going to revamp habits or rhythms or start working on certain things that I care about. You know, I'm going to do that throughout the year when I feel it's important to me and when I want to prioritize it. So January 1st is kind of irrelevant a little bit when it comes to actually setting goals. Like I'm starting on January 1st. I think there's just as much power in saying I'm starting this goal on July 12th. Like it doesn't really matter. I think so much of it is just the intention behind why you're doing it. And and if January 1st motivates you and you love that and there's great energy for it around you and it's very life-giving, then go for it. It's just not a date that has a lot of power and weight to me when it comes to setting the motivation for for achieving whatever it is I, I want to go after. So I still think though that, you know, looking at life in those calendar years is is how we naturally do look at our lives. And there's a lot of beauty to that because of just the rhythms of season and just life in general is bookend by January and December each year. And so what I started doing was actually looking at, do I have a word or verse of the year that I can use as really as a foundation of what do I want to see more of or how do I want to grow or in what ways do I want to be way more intentional this year than other years? So usually what I do throughout the month of December is is for me, I really have found a lot of value in having a verse of the year. It used to just be a word of the year. And then I started to find that the God would show me these parallels of, okay, here's the word that you may have for your year, but here's also a verse that comes alongside of it. So for myself, I love that scripture edition. If you just want to pick a word of the year, that's awesome too. And it can be anything that just feels intentional and that is important to you and that matters to you. And that maybe you feel that tug on your heart of this is what your focus and vision should be to grow in this area or to see life through more of this lens for the year to come. So in previous years, I've had all types of different words and verses, but some of them that come to mind, I I remember for 2019, the word of the year that I had was confidence. And 2019 ended up being a really big year for both myself and Isaac of starting new things and feeling kind of that overwhelm a little bit and then tapping into the bravery and the courage and the confidence to know that these dreams and these plans before us, we can do it. So that was a a year truly marked by the undercurrent of tapping into confidence and realizing we are made for what God is asking us to do and we can do this. So that I remember was 2019. I remember 2020 was abundance. And it was the verse around Ephesians 3.20 where God will do more than you can ask, think, or imagine. And I will say that having that verse be the verse of the year for 2020 was actually really hard because I felt so passionately that that was the verse of the year that God had given me for 2020. But life, the way it fleshed out, felt far from abundant, felt far from feeling better than I could ask, think, or imagine. I mean, we were living in the middle of a pandemic. So kind of wrestling through when you're given that word or that verse for me in 2020, because I had that at the beginning of the year before the pandemic even started, it put me into a perspective of I was given this verse and this word for a reason this year. 
How is it showing up even in a situation that feels so far from it? So it also, those those words or those verses of the year challenge me to be really intentional on seeing that theme throughout life as I'm experiencing it in those 12 months. Each year, it's something different, but through the month of December, that's usually when I spend time praying and journaling and reflecting on what do I feel I need? You know, I think for some people, they may need rest. So rest might be your word of the year. And so then what what happens is when you have this word, it then creates a vision. And then that vision is going to help create new rhythms or habits or patterns that you're going to implement in the year to come. So using rest, I think that's a really good word I can use as an example. So if your word is rest, Then going into the new year, your vision is your pace is likely going to be slower, a bit slowed down. Your schedule might be simplified. You won't feel as hurried and overwhelmed and stressed out. So if you're prioritizing rest and then that's your vision of how you want to feel, then you come alongside it and you make tangible changes to your schedule or your weekly rhythms. Maybe you remove things from your calendar that you're always committing to, or it could be something as big as changing jobs so that you do have more rest. Maybe you're working 60, 70 hour work weeks and you don't want to maintain that anymore. And so it's a matter of getting creative on how work may look in your life to align with your personal goal of wanting to have more margin and to simplify some of the demands that are that are on you. So that's kind of the example of when you have the word, it creates the vision. And then from the vision, you establish those rhythms instead of just saying, I don't want to have as much stuff going on in my day-to-day schedule or in my week-to-week schedule. That's fine. That's still a goal. And, and there can be a lot of power behind that. But when you associate it with what is my word or what is the undercurrent, what is that undercurrent theme of the year, it can also be helpful to help you make decisions throughout the year. For example, let's say your word is rest and you're being asked to do a lot of things or volunteer for certain things or do more at work maybe. Maybe there's a promotion available. Maybe there's a lot going on in your friend circle and you're usually the one planning things. If you're looking through your year through that lens of rest, it's going to change what you're saying yes to. It's going to change your decision making. And through that, you will be creating changes in your schedule and in your life that align with who you want to become and what's important to you. Instead of just saying, I don't want to do that anymore because that sounds draining, but not really knowing exactly why it's important to you to not feel drained all the time. Instead, you know what you value and you can kind of use that as an excuse in your own mind as this is the word I want to experience more of this year and this is how I'm going to do it. Maybe your word of the year is celebration. Maybe you want to go into 2023 and have more celebration in your life, more joy in your life, more time with those that you love. So that then will create the vision of we know what that feeling of celebration feels like. So what needs to change? What needs to be added? so that you can intentionally experience more celebration in your year. And that may be, you know, putting everything on your calendar ahead of time of things you want to celebrate for yourself, for your family, for your friends, being intentional on creating that plan of getting people together, creating the menus, or it could be something super simple of maybe once a month, you're going to write a card to someone that you care about that they're celebrating something that's going on and you just want to say how proud of them you are and how excited you are to be in their in their support system through this new endeavor and journey that they're going on. So 
it can look so different. But for me, I have experienced so much power through having that word mark my year. And what's been incredible is going into the year with that intentional perspective that word or that area that I want to grow more in or the area that I want to see more of God's presence and experience, it shows up over and over and over again because, and this is the most critical piece as to why, what you look for, you will find. So if I'm looking for being able to feel confident and know that I'm going to be brave, even if I fear feel even if I feel fearful of something new that's ahead of me or wanting to feel confident in a new opportunity that I have at work or a new hobby that I'm taking on. In 2019, when I had that word, I wasn't able to see, okay, this is an experience where I'm not supposed to be fearful and I'm not supposed to back down. I'm supposed to be confident. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. And then in the year where it was about God's abundance, It was so much of that challenge and that perspective of saying, okay, where is God abundant? Where is God showing up? How are things good? How are things thriving? And over and over again throughout the months, I could see, oh my gosh, like that's how God showed up in that way. And this year, my verse of the year was Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace those who trust in you. And so with that, my word of the year was trust and that dependence and that faithfulness on God. And that was a very critical verse and word I needed for this year. This was a hard year. It was an incredibly good year and abundant and so much to celebrate on so many levels, but it was high highs and it was low lows. And that trust, that undercurrent of, okay, God, like this is what you gave me before I even knew what this year was going to look like. Show up with it. Show up with this theme. Show me how you're working. How am I growing? What do I need to see? It helps ground my perspective and becomes that foundation no matter what I'm facing because God knows what I'm going to walk through, but I don't. So when I'm given those words or those verses, I experience that as God saying, I'm giving you a foreshadow of what you're going to need or what I'm going to bless you with or the ways I want to grow you or what I want you to experience more of. And I love that experience because It gives purpose to the year in a different way than just I'm going to set all of these goals and just see what happens. Instead, there's that word and then I'm looking for it throughout my experience of the year. So I don't remember how I came up with this idea. I know it was not my own idea. It must have been an author was talking about how she had a word of the year instead of specific goals or even a specific verse. She had a word. And throughout, you know, the months before the new year, she would reflect on what that word would be. And then she would look for it to show up through experiences throughout the year. And I was like, that is such a fascinating idea. So I tried it and it has been so life-giving and so such a blessing to me in, in marking my years and being able to just see God show up in way bigger ways than I can even expect. That's, I think, my favorite part is, like I said, God knowing what's ahead of me and giving me that word or that encouragement through scripture to say, this is what I have for you and get excited about it because there's a lot to still unfold. And I'm grateful for that glimpse at the beginning of the year to kind of set the tone of what to look for and what to lean into as well. So that is really my advice when it comes to looking at the new year. If you haven't thought of a word or a verse for your year, 
maybe give it a try this year and see what God is prompting you or to see what feels intuitive and what you're hoping for and wanting from 2023 and and even take like listing out all the things you want from the year and everything you're hopeful for and expectant of and write it all down on a piece of paper and then look at it and see if there's any themes. If there's a word that can kind of summarize everything you've listed out and then that's your word. So there's ways to go about it that might work for you. And and that could be one of them is kind of like that brain dump of everything you can think of that you're hoping for and what you're wanting or just a way that you want to feel in 2023 that may be different than the way you've felt in 2022. So that's another way is to kind of think about the feelings and the emotions and it goes back to reflecting on the year. But for me, I tap into that through prayer and journaling. Yeah, reflecting on where God has, what God has brought me through and and where I am today and what I'm hopeful and expectant to see. So with that, the last thing I'll leave you with that is important to me and very much helps is once you know what your word or your verse of the year is, write it down, put it somewhere where you can see it every day. For me, I have my verse on one of those, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the words, but it's like the felt board where you can put the little letters in it to create the words. I know there's like an actual name for it, but I don't know, but it's like the wood frame has the felt and then you stick the little letters on it and you can write words and stuff. And I have one of those in our living room. And so I'll put like an abbreviated version of the verse on that. And I have it up all year and putting it somewhere so prominent reminds me of that vision, reminds me of the theme. So if I'm going through a situation that's good or that's bad, if it's in that, if it's in my living room and I'm seeing it every day, I can look to it and realize, okay, that's going to be the marker for my feelings. So this year, because the verse was Isaiah 26, 3, and the, the word of the year for 2022 is trust. When I was having, when I was walking through really hard seasons of this year, I would see that verse in my living room. And I, re- and I would remember, okay, God, you knew I would be in this season. You knew that I would be in this experience and in this situation. You gave me that verse before I knew it. So help me believe that verse to be true and help me experience it in my circumstances today. And it would just reorient my perspective to be focused on what's important and to be focused on the truth and to keep me in alignment with where I knew I wanted to be heading and and where and and essentially keeping me on theme as silly as that sounds it was like okay if this is what if this was the insight I was given into my year then I want to lean into it so having that verse or that word be prominent whether it's on your kitchen you know by your kitchen sink or on your bathroom vanity or in your car wherever it is as long as you're seeing it every day, you're going to be reminded of the theme of your year and the vision that you have for it. And so that's something that I definitely want to throw out there as, yes, it's great to just have that word or verse or whatever it may be written down. That's awesome. But the power is also within seeing it every single day because whatever the circumstance is, you're going to be reminded of, okay, that that was my starting point for the year. You know, if it's August, you may kind of get lost in the midst of the year already being so far in and not really remember the intention or the thought of what that that 
vision was in January. But if it's somewhere prominent and you're looking at it January, February, March, et cetera, that you're going to experience that intention over and over again. So I hope that you guys try this if you haven't. And even if you don't have your word of the year until February, that's fine. Like it's okay if you don't have it by January 1st. I hope this was helpful and that it's just a different way to look at the new year. And instead of creating a big long list of all the things you want to do or accomplish or become, while all of those things are great, maybe start with a theme. And then from there, once you have that vision, create the habits and rhythms that go alongside that to create intention throughout the months of 2023. I don't yet know what my word or verse of the year is. I have some ideas. It's something I'm holding close. I will say that and I'm not quite sure what it's going to be yet, but I'm very excited to see how God's going to show up in 2023. And I am very expectant that there is so much good ahead and there's more joy and there's more hope and there's more celebration and more community. And I'm just excited about the new year and all that can be held in it because reflecting on the past years in the highs and in the lows, I'm, I am genuinely grateful for it all because it's all shaped me. It's all worked together to impact who I've become and, and the life that I'm living and the perspective that I have and the experiences that I've gone through to see more of God in my life. So 2023 is just going to be another reflection of that. And I can't wait to see how it all shakes out. And I am so grateful that you are going to be on the journey with me. And again, your support means the absolute world. I am so very grateful to each and every one of you who takes time to listen to this podcast every single week. I could not do this without you. And knowing that it blesses you and encourages you absolutely fills my heart and is so life-giving because that is the reason why I do it. I hope you have a great rest of your December and an incredible start to your new year. 